Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brad Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. Last night I did a show, <clears throat> and I'll be doing one on Friday at 9 p.m. If people are wondering why I changed my shows to 9 p.m. over 7 p.m., it's because there's a lot of other people out there doing podcasts, usually from 5 to 7 o'clock and all that, up to 9 and I didn't want to conflict with other people's shows. I wanted to give people the ability to um, either be a part of the show or um, be able to watch the other stuff they're into without having some kind of issue. So that's what time I'm going to do things for now on, around 9 o'clock. And if people want to show up, they want to talk, they can do it either in text chat or they can actually enter the room publicly and have a discussion. Um, last night I ended up having a woman Christian by the name of Cindy Lincoln, as well as, uh, a couple agnostics in the room. And I've noticed that agnostics are a lot more articulate and they put a lot more thought into their position and views than a great deal of atheists I've actually had discussions with. And I had a friend in by the name of Aiden, who is a hardcore agnostic. And he's extremely intelligent, he's very friendly, and he actually admits that he would like there to be a god, but he has some problems with the, basically, the Christian text. He has a problem with some of the things in the Old Testament and New Testament. He doesn't have any kind of hatred towards God, he doesn't deny the possibility that there's a god in existence, and he, uh, according to himself... Uh, has tried everything he can to push himself <laughs> in some kind of unusual way to believe that there is a God. He wants there to be a God. He says that he even goes so far as to praying repeatedly in order to um, get some kind of evidence that he can hold on to. And I believe that if someone prays, and I believe that if someone continues to seek, Sooner or later, they will find what they're looking for. I also believe that if you're searching for good, you're going to find good. If you search for evil, you'll also find evil as well. Just as you find lightness, you light, you will find darkness as well. I've uh, made a couple videos out there where I challenge Christians, and the challenge was meant in order to be able to educate myself on where people are coming from. I have uh, quite a few different philosophical positions whenever it comes to my belief in God, but I still have some, there are some topics having to do with God and his attributes, as well as how the world works, that I still struggle with myself. And last night, Aiden brought up something, the agnostic brought up something that I have wrestled with for quite a while whenever it comes to the concept of God. And uh, hopefully, back whenever I was doing my show, I only had one single other Christian person in the room. I had a Muslim show up and his Muslim wife, and they were talking about paintings. But I had two agnostics and one Christian woman who is under a lot of duress right now and a lot of stress, but she did the best she could to participate in the conversation. And it was pretty much me uh, having to argue with two agnostics about a topic that even I struggle with. I wish more Christians would have showed up. There was a couple in text chat, but it was mostly atheists who showed up. 
who remained in text chat who didn't come in. They just, I guess they figured the two agnostics that were in the room already were saying what was on their mind being their mouthpiece. So they didn't join the conversation except for in text. So the conversation was pretty much free will and predestination, a conversation that's been going on for some time between religious people, people of faith, and anybody out there that believes in some concept of a supreme being who is omnipresent, all-knowing, all-powerful, and all these different things. I believe that God, in a sense, is um, all-powerful. But I believe that God will only do things that are um, considered logical and rational. Like, for instance, I don't believe God is going to create something that is incoherent or something that simply doesn't make sense just to do it. Like, for instance, I, for example, I would suspect that God isn't going to make a squared circle or any of this kind of stuff. It's pointless to even do that. And I also don't believe that God is a magician where he's just going to do parlor tricks for people whenever they want. I do not believe that God will answer all prayers. Even the Bible says that some people's prayers will fall on deaf ears that God will actually ignore. However, if you read the New Testament, it'll say, Ask and you shall receive, knock and I shall open. God throughout the Bible pretty much lays it out that he wants to... Um, be there for you whenever you seek him and he wants to be able to answer your questions and encourages you to seek him out but at the same time god says i can see into your heart he'll know if you're sincere he knows if you actually mean what you say and if he should bless you or reward you with his presence or some kind of manifestation or miracle or whatever it is you're looking for to me, Aiden seems genuine and sincere. He seems like he's really trying hard to be able to get into it. But he ends up bringing up the free will and predestination. And this is a tough conversation. I notice that Smokey Saint has been doing a lot of videos off and on for the past years talking about the topic. But he gets himself extremely angry and aggravated because I suppose... It's annoying for him because he feels like it's muddy water. He knows that the conversation can slip under his feet and uh, turn into a real, um, how shall I say, shit sandwich without the bread. Here's the problem. The problem is, is that whenever you claim that God knows everything, um, not only is he omnipresent and omniscient, that he knows the future, Although I've argued that there's a difference between knowing something and controlling something to happen, the problem is, is that there are verses in the Bible where God actually seemingly takes over the mouse and the keyboard and takes control over some of the characters he has in this simulation. That's how I'm going to put it. People can argue with my example here. There are times where it appears as though God can absolutely controls events and takes away the choice of an enemy or something that God considers a threat to his people. A perfect example is in the book of Exodus with Moses. Um, more examples, uh, when we see the story of Job, God is clearly giving Satan the authority and allowing him the power to absolutely impact and affect Job's life. 
And of course, in the end of the story, there's lessons to be taught there. The question really comes down to, if God knows us from the womb, and he knows us before we're even born into this world, if God is able to see the past, present, and future, then how is it that God, if he knows us from the womb, doesn't also know the choices that we're going to make, whether he forces our hand or not, will we end up in hell? And of course, some people believe that hell is eternal, it's suffering, it's torment. I'm an annihilationist. I believe that the soul gets destroyed, which a lot of Christians don't agree with me on that. They they want their Dante's Inferno. They want their eternal fiery pit where people are screaming, gnashing at teeth forever and ever. I believe there will be suffering and there will be pain, but I simply don't believe that the human soul can handle that kind of suffering, that even if that were the case, a person would sooner or later consciously break mentally, even if they were in this kind of environment for a couple days. I believe that the consciousness and the very soul that man has will be destroyed in the process. But still, it's not an argument really about how hell works, if hell's eternal or a long time or five minutes or whatever the case is. The question is, does God already have our our lives written in stone? Is every one of us a part of God's story, a part of God's Bible, where he knows chapter 1 to the end of the chapter? If this is the case, being that God is holy and all-powerful and all-knowing, because the Bible does not explain in great detail how God is able to do these things or how he accesses his power, we find ourselves in kind of a stalemate. Are we accountable? Do we actually get to make choices? And when we make our choices, does God already know if we're going to take a right or a left either way? Now, the problem is there are a lot of Christians out there that are Calvinist and people who believe in absolute predestination. They believe that God chooses some people to save, but other people are set up from the get-go to where they're going to burn. And this makes God look really horrible. It makes God look really cruel. It almost makes God look as disgusting as a woman who decided to give birth to her child knowing that she wasn't going to keep it and ends up throwing the baby in the dumpster so it can be eaten by fucking rats in the trash or freeze to death in the cold of winter. It means that God knows that you're going to suffer. He knows you're going to hurt and then eventually die and then spend the rest of eternity or even in my case, be annihilated in the end. And a lot of people are not able to see that as justified or fair. I'll be honest with you. I don't see it as morally fair either. I don't see it as morally justified. There's a lot of things in the Bible. Just because I believe in God, I'd never got to the point where I could just convince myself that certain things were right or good. I understand that my moral standing doesn't mean shit whenever it comes to the the scale of the universe and what God has done. God, being that he's all-powerful, pretty much it's always going to come down to if God is real, in the end, it's going to be might is right. His power, his strength, 
his design, he can obviously do it however he wants. But the question that we all have to have is, then why does he declare that we have choice? Why doesn't he just state that we're nothing more than ants, that he's taking a magnifying glass to and burning? And it also puts into question, does God love us? Because if you're controlling someone and you're deliberately making something sentient and conscious enough to where it's aware of the pain and suffering that you bestow on it, well, atheists and agnostics and even people of religion who question this type of mentality, their questions are valid. There ain't no getting around it. Now, I've listened to Matt Slick. I've looked at his website, and he's a straight-up, like, five-star-something Calvinist. And I've listened to guys like Veckel, and I simply have not heard enough information that gets me over the hump here. I don't know how to argue this. I don't know how to um, be able to take the challenge whenever it comes to predestination and free will due to all these attributes. There's only a couple things that I can give my opinion on that may, or theories, but I can't prove that any of them are true because when it comes down to it, all, all of this is faith-based and I'm relying on the, the very vague, mysterious mind of God and the text that is presented before me. There's a good reason why Christians have been arguing over this for a long time because, unfortunately, it isn't spelled out for us. <clears throat> this is one of those mysterious secrets of God, apparently, and how he does things. But yeah, I guess when it comes down to it, is God controlling us? And if that's the case, then then it's going to have to ask a lot of other questions too, isn't it? What's the point of Jesus Christ dying if he there was no choice in the matter? Then you have to ask the question, was Jesus predestined from the get-go to go through all the suffering and misery? And according to the book of Romans, Jesus was slain before the foundations of the earth, before mankind even made the decision to sin in the garden. God already had this whole plan set up before Jesus even walked the earth. So you see where the complication comes in? It also causes a lot of problem for the creation account in Genesis as well. Because the story is, is that God makes us and then he puts a tree in the middle of the garden. And then Adam and Eve decide if they're going to eat from the tree. But if God knows everything, if he already knows that they're going to eat from a tree that he deliberately and intentionally put in the middle of the garden, and he also knew exactly what the plan was with the serpent, well, one could easily argue that Adam and Eve never had a chance. There's a lot of pitfalls in this uh, particular discussion, in this debate, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not going to pretend as though there isn't. I'm not going to pretend as though um, the atheists and agnostics are not valid in their questions, as well as some of the Christians out there who have a problem with this topic. If God is controlling us, then the whole concept of sin is, um, well, let's put it this way. 
In order to sin, you have to disobey God. But if God knows everything and he's controlling everything, and he has foreknowledge of this, this puts mankind in a position where we're nothing more than puppets, that we're being played with on a marionette, that we're simply toys that entertain God. It's one of the reasons why I uh, started falling into many philosophical positions like Maltheism, Dysseism, where God might actually have a dual nature, where there's a, a bad side to God. I know that most Christians like this idea of all loving, that God doesn't mean us any harm or any of this, but it does appear when you really, really get down to it, at least on the surface level, that God does actually pick favorites, that there's some people he wants to keep around and other people he simply hates them. And the Bible confirms that. It says over and over, God hates workers of iniquity. Well, iniquity is transgressors against the law. So, yeah, I could go on all day on how predestination can cause a real serious problem for a person's perspective on the concept of God. It can also cause a lot of damage in the hearts and minds of people who are living their life thinking that everything that happens bad to them is because God made it happen that way. Someone loses a child, someone gets cancer, someone goes through whatever that their their life is nothing more than a game. I've tried to dis, uh, describe opinions and theories um, how free will and predestination is possible with a concept called compatibilism. Um, and my idea was that the developer can create a game and then step away from it and allow with the parameters already set up for an avatar or for you, if you were to imagine that you're a soul and that your character is your physical body living in the design that the developer made, then you have choices within the parameters that the designer created. Now, this is all good and everything like that, and it sounds great on paper, but even I know whenever I'm making arguments that there could be a vulnerability to it. And the problem is, is that if God is the developer and this was the design, it's going to be a lot different than a human developer than that of a God developer because God is in the game the whole time and he's creating the the parameters as they go or he's already created impossibilities and problems at the same time giving us the illusion that there are goals. Now, on the other hand, there is something I want to point out for the atheist and agnostic. Whether God predestines things or not, or he controls us, whether you believe in a God or not, even if you're a natural man, even if you don't believe there's a God, unfortunately, the universe dictates that if there is no God, you're 100% definitely going to be predetermined because you're nothing more than chemicals stimulated by your environment. This would mean that you have no choice whatsoever. You have no choice on what it is that's going to be your favorite ice cream or your favorite color. Your brain is programmed and wired 
for whatever reason, towards certain things and interests and desires and all this. It's even been argued that psychopaths and serial killers and rapists, they have no control over how they think or what they're going to do. Their brain simply tells them this is what to do, and it doesn't argue whether something's right or wrong. It just simply does what it's going to do. And mankind has this belief of a right and wrong, but if there is no God, then right and wrong doesn't objectively exist. Without God and an objective reality created by something where it's set in stone rules and laws, then the atheists and agnostics find themselves in just the most, they find themselves in just as dark of a place as the religious person who believes that God is in control of everything. One other argument I tried to present, and it's the only one that seems to make rational, logical sense to me, is the only way we would be able to have choices and really, really be able to play the game where we have some kind of control here is if God is not as powerful or as capable of lessening his own abilities, such as... The Bible gives examples at points where it appears as though God made himself vulnerable to the world. If Jesus is God, then we have to tell ourselves that a God can't be killed unless God allows itself to be killed. And even Jesus says, no one can take my life, I give it. No man can take my life, I give it. So basically Jesus said, I could call upon thousands of angels if I wanted to, but I'm allowing this to happen. And I believe that it wasn't just his death and life that was important. It was the message of, I love you and I'm willing to give it all for you. And I believe that that is one of the strongest messages that a God could ever give or a father for that matter, or mother. But this is something I've struggled with. And I've, for the past 20 years, When I was an atheist, as well as being a believer, I've tried to talk to religious people, and no one has been able to articulate this in a way where I'm able to get through it. Yet I find myself repeatedly having to argue with atheists and agnostics about something even I am not completely sure of. It's tough. But whenever I was an atheist, I wasn't able to argue for free will for atheists or agnostics either. It's tough. It seems like the universe is simply set into motion, and we are just products of this environment going wherever the world takes us or wherever our culture and society does. It only appears to be diverse on the outside, but in the end, we're all the same and we're all kind of moving around in kooky circles trying to figure out our way. But if God's in absolute control, then we really never had our own direction to begin with. All right, so I'm sure some religious people and atheists are going to probably make some videos insulting the piss out of me or trying to call me dumb instead of actually trying to answer my questions, as well as the agnostics I was debating with. But I'm doing what I've always done. I'm being intellectually honest. I'm explaining some of the things that I struggle with. And I'm hoping to learn more and be able to have a uh, satisfactory answer whenever someone comes at me and debate about these topics. All right.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, have a good one. God bless. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless.